ladies and gentlemen, to the Peak Endurance Podcast with your host, Isabel Ross. As a personal trainer, accredited endurance coach, and now podcast host, Isabel is bringing you the best advice, tips, and tricks for your health and athletics. She's won two Australian Trail Championships, a 24-hour track race, and many, many more races, as well as participated in the notorious Barkley Marathons. So she knows her stuff. And now, since she's raced all over the world, she's bringing all that knowledge and giving it to you so you can become a better performer as a whole. So make sure to continue to tune into the Peak Endurance Podcast to get your body right, your mind right, and your health on point. Hello and welcome to the Peak Endurance Podcast. Thank you for joining me for episode 194. My name is Isabel Ross and I am the host and coach at Peak Endurance Coaching. Uh, thank you for joining me for this episode on menopause. If you are a man, good on you uh, for listening because you are supporting the women in your life by listening and finding out more about what's affecting them, even if it's not right now, but in the future. Um, and if you're a woman, whether you're in menopause or not, you will, or perimenopause, you will learn a lot from this podcast or, you know, maybe not learn so much about the facts, but learn a personal perspective on menopause and, and how Lourdes has dealt with it. That's my friend from Canada. And she is on again because I just love chatting with Lourdes. And we thought, what better excuse to have another chat than another pod? So here she comes on to talk about all things menopause and how she has had to learn to deal with it. Um, and her situation may be similar to yours, different, but either way, it's something as women, we all have to go through at some point, um, whether we want to or not. And quite frankly, I don't want to, but you know, what's the alternative? Um, so <clears throat> we shall see what you think. I hope you enjoy it. Um, now I will, I have created, I put a lot of work and done heaps of research, put a lot of work into creating a webinar on menopause. Now I did one, once again, lots of work on, into um, the menstrual cycle and the women who joined me for that really enjoyed it and got a lot out of it. Um, and I think you'll find the same with my menopause workshop. It really is incredibly helpful for understanding what you are going through, but also things you can do to like try to lessen the severity of the symptoms and learn how to deal with it better whilst managing to get in your training and, and all those sorts of things. So I really think it will help. Um, it will go for about 90 minutes or so of me doing the webinar part. Then we'll have question and answer afterwards. Um, and um, I think you will get a lot out of it. And, and even if you're not in perimenopause or menopause yet, this can be helpful for knowing for in the future because, you know, knowledge is power and you want to know, like, Lord is... She didn't know what was wrong with her. She thought she was going mad. Um, so it was only once she did a little bit of reading herself that she realized it. And just the relief she felt from that, just knowing, helped her immensely. So I'm, I'm sure you could find maybe the same, even if you're not in perimenopause. Like, I'm not, obviously, because um, I've said it, not obviously. Um, but just doing all the research, it's like, well, once it starts to happen, I will know and I'll understand and I won't think I'm going crazy. Um yeah, so I hope that this can be the same for you, whether you are in menopause, perimenopause or not. So that will be on Wednesday, the 3rd of May. Now, I know that seems a long time away, but 22nd, Wednesday, 22nd of March, I've got my mental toughness training workshop. 
love you to join me for that everyone who's attended that and I've had quite a few you know I've had two live ones and with a lot of people attending and I had people attend twice basically let's put it that way so I hope you get you 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 join me for that and get a lot out of that um you know um it's it's a great I love the workshop and and I love sharing you know the strategies and techniques and skills to help people have a better race experience and to maximize their fitness basically because you can have all the fitness in the world but if you fall apart mentally what was the point so um this is designed to help you um, really maximize your fitness um and, and the potential performance that you can have and there's all uh, quite a number of pdf workbooks to go along with it which i will send out after the or well, before the workshop because you need them for the workshop but i'll also send out the recording of the workshop so you can watch it again and um, there'll be notes to go with it and all sorts of things. So lots um, from that. That's um, 7 p.m. Wednesday, 22nd of March. Once again, that goes for about 90 minutes or so. And then there'll be question and answer at the end. And normally at the live ones, I have quite a lot of question and answer. And it's it's really good. But So please, as you're <clears throat> being involved in that webinar, make sure you're taking notes to ask questions at the end. Because I'm more than happy to answer any kinds of questions. Um, before that, on the 19th of March, I have Sunday, the 19th of March, I have a um, poll skills clinic. So please join me for that too. Um, you know, you've got Buffalo coming up, Alpine Challenge, all the kinds of races where you need to use polls. Absolutely. So that will be the 3rd of May. So I know April saying, well, why aren't I doing anything in April? Well, Easter school holidays not that I have school holidays, but not a lot of people go away and they don't want to be bothered with that sort of stuff. Then I don't know if you know, but well, you probably don't because um, 22nd of April, Ron and I are getting married. So the week before, I'm not going to want to do anything. The week after, we'll be away on a honeymoon. So, you know, that kind of what with Easter and the holidays, that writes off April. So Wednesday, the 3rd of May it is, and it'll be here before you know it. And that'll be 7 p.m. Once again, around 90 minutes. That's kind of, I find, the sweet spot. And, um, and question and answer at the end of that too, okay? And I think, once again, I really think you will get so much out of it and um like i said i've put in a lot of work to make sure that you're getting really um timely and and you know information that's current um and and that will help you and even if it you know well it will help you but it will also help you feel less alone being there with a group of women although it's online um having you know sharing the, the experience you you know because in the question and answer you'll hear people's questions and you'll go oh my god that's me so um join me for that uh there'll be a page on the website so have a look for that all righty so i also wanted to say thank you so much um for um my, last week on the pod i probably had a little bit of a little bit of a moment um things have been you know you know, well, life has its ups and downs and, you know, I'm, I'm no different. I know I, I pride myself on being tough and, and I tend to try not to show emotions. You know, I was brought up with a Scottish father, British stiff upper lip and all that, you know, um, I'm never been a big one for being effusive with my emotions. And, but sometimes even for me, it all gets a bit much. And um, yes, if you, if you haven't heard you know, go listen. But you know, um, I, I really appreciate those kind and lovely people, and you know who you are, who reached out to me to make sure I'm okay. And um, I, you know, I really appreciate it. And I'm I'm feeling emotional just talking about it. So you know, 
I, I really, really appreciate it because it has been a tough six, six months for me. No, well, not six months. No, when was December? <laughs> three months ago. Feels like six months. Um, tough three months or so for me, but, you know, onwards and upwards, as they say, and um, things can only get better, can't they? You know, um, it, it's like it's like anything, you know, ups and downs, as we say. So, you know, and and like I said, thank you so much to those people who, who reached out to me. I really appreciate your kindness. And, you know, that's what this running community is about, isn't it? Supporting each other and showing that we care. And thank you. I appreciate it. And today I'm feeling a lot better. You know, tomorrow I might not. You know, that's the way these things go, isn't it? And I'm sure you have experienced much the same. So anyway... Enjoy um, this podcast about menopause as much as you can. And um, I look forward to you joining me again next week. I have another interview lined up for you next week. That will be really interesting if you are interested in um, dealing with chronic pain or improving recovery or um, dealing with injury. Uh, stay tuned for that. That is going to be a really awesome one. All right. Thanks for joining me and enjoy the pod. Bye. My name's Michelle and I took part in Peak Endurance's workshop on mastering your menstrual cycle. I can honestly say that this workshop has given me a new perspective on life. It's equipped me with the knowledge to understand my own body and the phases of the menstrual cycle that it goes through. I found it particularly fascinating that I could relate to the content almost instantly and why there were days where I felt sluggish to run or days where I felt invincible in the gym. Isabel's workshop has provided me with the tools to fuel better and train smarter. Hello, Lourdes, and welcome back to the Peak Endurance Podcast. Thank you. <laughs> oh, yes, <laughs> <ever both>. <laughs> <laughs> a woman of few words. We'll get to that. Yeah. We'll be talking a lot later. So <laughs> can you, um, everyone in, in Australia has got to know you now, and that was a very popular podcast, so everybody loves you, and who wouldn't? Um, <laughs> can you just tell us a little bit about what you've done? Because bloody hell, every time I look on Instagram, you're doing some madcap adventure. And not only tell us what you've done, but talk talk to us about your backpack or whatever it is with the boggly eyes on it. Okay, so talk. Oh, to Herman. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, well, back, back in like 2015, 2016, I started doing a winter ultras, and then the winter ultras uh, that I've done, you uh, carry about you know 15 to 20 pounds of survival gear. So it'd be a sleeping bag, a bivy, a pad usually a stove and fuel, food and uh, clothing that you would need to survive. Um, most of the ones I've done have been um, 80, 80 miles to 135. Wow. <laughs> the different distances I've done. Um, I've done them in Alaska, in Finland, in Wyoming, in Wisconsin, in Minnesota. So um, I pull a sled and then the sled I have a bag on the back a duffel bag yeah and um when I started training 
Um, there's a lot, it's a lot of long hours because it's a lot of walking. Sometimes it's snowshoeing, which is even slower. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's sledding, which is super fun. <laughs> and anyways, all those long days and stuff, I just would find myself talking <laughs> to myself. <laughs> so I decided that I looked a little less crazy if my bag had googly eyes. And so I named <laughs> Herman. <laughs> and now I do believe that Herman is quite more popular than I am these days. Well, I do look forward to seeing his updates, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and he currently, in my last escapade, he lost an eyeball. Oh, so no. if you look closely, you'll see that he has two different sized googly eyes. Oh, I'll have to check it out properly. I shall, um, I'll, I'll post a pic with the, um, with the episodes. So I can, I'll, I'll, I'll send you one. I took one yes. today. Well, in the one I took today, you don't really see his eyes very well. So I'll have to take one that you yes. can see his eyes. Um, I don't know that people have noticed that he has different sized eyes, but well, I, I think it's seen, quite funny. I haven't noticed. Yeah, I haven't noticed. So <laughs> A couple people who have seen me out and about who see me regularly um, have noticed and it's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> Gives him some character. Yes. Yes, it does. <laughs> And um, you had a bit of a dump of snow the other week, didn't you? Yes, was finally. Because yes. we haven't had hardly any snow. And yeah, then it snowed for like two days straight. It's beautiful. It's yeah. it, it's a little warm and it's very light and fluffy, yeah. which is kind of odd. Um, But it's today was kind of warm. So it's starting to get packed down. So yeah, I've been out in my snowshoes the last one day. I just trudged through the snow and I was so sore and so tired. The next day I was like, oh. I'm going to get my snowshoes, even though it's slower. So yeah. I got the snowshoes out and what a difference. Like it is oh, slow, really? but it becomes, it is good to just practice with them because the monotony of the snowshoes, um, you know, just, you know, to kind of get used to that pace, to be okay with that pace. And yeah. also um, what a difference, like the next morning, my legs were fine. You know, it really, the, the snowshoes really take a brunt of the work out for you. So that's really nice. Well, because also, it's so dragging. Much work. Hmm? It's so much work when you're sinking into the grind, you know. Oh, it's awful. It's, yeah. And you're using all these, those little stabilizer muscles yes. that you probably don't use that much. Yeah. And so it does become a bit of a, like, I call it trudging. Yes. <laughs> you know? yeah. It just wipes you out, right? It's just, it's. It's kind of, the nice thing is that we've had quite mild temperatures. So, you know, whereas if you, you know, if you're looking for a distance to do, it's going to take you twice as long, Yes, but it's okay to be out there if the temperature is kind yes. of okay. Yeah, know? that's, that's fair not that big a deal if it's not 40 below zero. Yeah. So what's the date of your race? Uh, my, my next race is next week. Oh, <laughs> so oh my God. I have a race on Friday. <laughs> Oh, wow. And so how long is this one? Uh, this one's 100 miles, and it's in the uh, Wind River Range of Wyoming. It's called the so Drift. So is this a snow one, or is this a running yeah. one? Yeah, okay. that's a snow one, yeah. Okay, so is Wyoming, because you said you've already been to one in Wyoming, is that like a particularly cold area? I know nothing about America. Uh, well, at this time of year it is. You know, it's it's not really particularly cold. It's, in, it's at altitude, so it's between uh -huh. kind of 7 and 9 thousand feet and oh, you wow, go up and over the continental divide several times because you yeah. kind of go up and down up and down so there's quite a bit of elevation um yeah. which is you know kind of four mile climbs up but then you get to you know ride your sled yeah. Yeah. <laughs> several yeah. miles yeah. down yeah that's nice <laughs>
<laughs> and catch the people who choose to run. <laughs> oh, really? Do some people, oh, why would you run some if you people, I don't know, because they don't want to ride there. Well, I mean, it can be a little sketchy. Harrowing. Yeah, yeah it, it can be a little sketchy. I had one race where I kind of went head over sled and I oh, ended shit. up breaking my arm. So, oh, shit. I mean, wow. I mean, not really bad. It was just a stress fracture. But, I mean, you know. Like, you, well, you that ended your race, cool. though, right? No, no. You kept no, going? Can... Oh, good yeah. for you. Yeah. Go waters. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't think I don't think I realized it until I was on the airplane flying home. I had this big bump, like kind of here, you know, in my in the bone, and I was like, "Well, this is not right," and it hurt like a lot. <laughs> and I was like, "Boy, that really hurts a lot. Like that's not right." Uh, good. No, but at the time, like you know, when you're in the middle of something, yeah. it's like when I broke my finger. <laughs> it's yeah. still still pretty broken. Well, you know, yeah. I mean, you know, if you look at it compared to the uh, other yeah. one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty wonky. wonky yeah but, but yeah i guess know. when you're when you're doing it everything hurts so what's the difference <laughs> it's almost kind of nice when something new hurts yeah <laughs> take your of what's been hurting for the yeah, last right. 20 miles right. and isn't it funny because i find that something sometimes when one part hurts and you're like oh no that this hurts that bit that other bit that was hurting doesn't hurt anymore it's like it's a yeah. thing going on in the body i, I think so yeah, for sure. Yeah. So anyway, we're here not to talk about your racing, even though, God, I reckon we could talk for another full hour on that because you're always doing something <laughs> interesting. But we're actually here to talk about menopause. Yes. Menopause is no longer a taboo subject and we can. No, it's not. Yeah, we, um, it's it's wi being widely discussed. Much to the chagrin of my children, it is not in this house. <laughs> <laughs> I talk about it ex Extensively. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh, there goes mom again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, so I thought I'd get you on because last time you were on and we sort of touched on it and you said later we should have a podcast where we discuss menopause. So yeah. I thought I would get you on and we could talk about it because um I've had a lot of women um through social media contacting me saying, you know, the troubles they're having and um, what can what can they do? And and I didn't know. So I personally have done a lot of research on it and a lot of work on it. Um, I've actually created a webinar, mm -hmm. which I will be, you know, doing with once I get off my butt and advertise it. Um, yeah. But um, so I've got that, like a whole thing on it. But I thought we'd get you on and get your personal experience because I myself, I'm not in perimenopause or menopause in spite of my age. Um, so... It's, it's better to get someone's real perspective on it. So, yeah. um, you know, can you tell me, well, you know, and I'm, I'm assuming you're happy to just discuss everything, basically. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, cool. yeah. And I think that'll be really helpful for women out there because um, Lourdes was a bit nervous about coming on, dear listener, because she was worried she'd sound like she's a whinger. But mm -hmm. um, she's not... It, it, it it helps people to realize they're not alone and I think yeah. you know a lot of women feel like they're a bit alone with this and um because everyone else seems to be coping you know but yeah. it's more that it's just not talked about so yeah. um how how old were you when you started going into menopause when you went into perimenopause um I don't really know about perimenopause I've always had sort of um light periods that you know, wow. I never was one of those people who had the menstrual cramps or or yeah. anything like that never had really heavy periods I did notice you know maybe there was a 
a couple of months where they were maybe a little bit heavier, maybe a little goopier, you know what I mean? And, um, but, you know, I didn't really think too much of it. Um, and I didn't really think I, you know, never really crossed my mind. I was, it was like, I'm 54 now and I started maybe seven years ago. Yeah. So I was, you know, pretty young, 48. However, I'm going to premise it by saying that I only have one fallopian tube and one ovary and half a uterus. So oh, I don't know if any, why? Yeah, so I, I, it was a, like a birth defect. Oh. It was like an anomaly. So, um, so I how does it have half a uterus? I, it's basically just like my uterus, like, you know, it's supposed to look like a pear, yeah. like an upside down pear. Yeah. It just looks like half of one. But you were still obviously able to have children. Well, actually, I was told I was never going to have children. Oh, that would have been devastating to hear. Don't tell me never. (laughs) (laughs) Well, do because then it means you're definitely going to do it. (laughs) Right. No, No, we, I mean, it was, we had a couple of years of, you know, um, it was very difficult and we went through the whole, you know, were we going to be able to have kids? We had talked about adoption. I, I just happened to live in Virginia about 45 minutes from the U.S.'s basically premier, um, uh, like kind of neonatal doctors. Um, yeah. And so, uh, I just got very lucky and, um, I was like, uh, my uterus is actually in a textbook somewhere. So. <laughs> awesome. <Yay>. <laughs> <laughs> so, because it turned out like when they went in to look at it, the condition that I have is known as a unicornate uterus. And in oh, that I kind of unicorn. almost like that name, <laughs> <laughs> not like a unicorn, just unicorn, <laughs> which actually meant that it didn't have good, they, they don't tend to have good blood flow. They look okay. dry and kind of nasty and wrinkly and, you know, nothing, nothing was good. Like, like, you know, when my doctor said my original doctor sat me down, I came in and she was like, like, I don't even know what to say. I'm just going to oh, give wow. you the name of this doctor and go see them. Like, you know, like she had like, you know, yeah. yeah. so, and in most case scenarios, what happens is people, if they get pregnant, they tend to miscarry, um, usually either early on or mid because the cervix becomes very, is, is very weak yeah. and uh, the uterus doesn't have good blood flow. And so it's not really viable. So I went through laparoscopic surgery. They saw that my uterus was actually in very good shape. And the doctor, I was a very active, you know, I swam, I ran. So I never really, I never was one of those people though, I guess who did enough activity that I didn't have a period. Now, some people were so active Mm -hmm. that they didn't have periods in their youth. I wasn't like that. I always, but I always had very short periods, but I never really thought, you know, if that's all, you know, you don't that's know anything. Yeah, that's right. Right. Yeah. So uh in any case, um, you know, I did end up having kids. It all worked out. And I didn't really think about it again. And I don't think it was really, I mean, yes, it was the periods getting a bit weird, but I think it was more the other things. Like I've, you know, especially as a person who never had a lot of uh like um what the when you have your period and and you're all you feel terrible never yeah I never had any of that 
like menopause has just been, I've just been hot, flashy, and I've had all the terrible side effects of, mm-hmm. you know, like your brain, like you, you're, you lose your memory and you're kind of foggy mm-hmm. brain. And you kind of think, I, I, rem- I do remember the day that I was sitting reading an article and I really kind of had gone through a bit of a, maybe a couple months, maybe a year or so of just being like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Sorry. No, no, but, no, that's fine. Like, what is wrong with me? Like, I just, you know, my runs were getting slow. I was lethargic. I was tired. I was irritable. I, you know, just all of those things. And I just didn't know what it was. And, and I just thought it was depression or just sadness or boredom. I didn't. I just didn't know, but I just kept trudging along doing my thing. And uh, one day I read an article and I was like, that's it. <laughs> I'm menopausal. That's what it is. But so because perimenopause is getting the symptoms, but still yeah. having your period. Menopause is once your period is stopped for 12 months. That's right. Yeah. So has your period stopped for 12 months? Oh, yeah. Yo, okay. yeah, yeah. I haven't had a period in like, I, well, I want to say four or five years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I don't, yeah, I don't have a period anymore. And no, I, yeah. Yeah. So you're still getting hot flashes, even though you always, oh, I'm like having one right now. I'm like, and then you started unzipping your toe. And then, (laughs) yeah. And then you get cold. And it's like the biggest thing for me, the side effect, which was is anxiety. Like, I get this anxiety and if I'm and I'm doing something and I get really anxious, immediately I'm just soaked in sweat. I mean, I've been sitting at a table having a conversation with my and like my elbows just start dripping water. Like that's how I like shouldn't it, laugh, it, but that's no, it, I mean that's the way it isn't. You know, some people don't get it. And I talk to my doctors about it. Um, I'm kind of a mess. I'm, unfortunately, I had a stroke several years ago. And so I I I'm not, I can't take like the hormones and stuff, because that can like, you know, then there's a higher, you know, degree of possibly, you know, all the side effects of, you've probably seen, you know, on commercials and stuff, there's like 8,000 side effects. So they don't recommend. Also, my family has all sorts of like, you know, ovary, uh, you know, cancer and uterine cancer and breast cancer and everything like, you know, from every, all sides. And so they, you know, the doctor suggested that I didn't. So I haven't, I haven't really done anything. I, you know, one, you know, somebody recommended taking turmeric and I tried and I, I, I take it. It hasn't, I don't feel like it's helped at all, but I still take yeah, because it. Because I've just, heard that that's meant to help with the hot flashes, isn't it? But yeah. Yeah. I mean, I still hot flash like, yeah. yeah. And just sometimes I go through like, like I said, like three or four weeks ago, I, I really had kind of gone through a four or five month where I didn't really have them. And then now all of a sudden, uh-huh. and, and you're then, like, <laughs> yeah, and I, I thought I was done. And yeah. then somebody told me like, oh yeah, my mom suffered with those for like eight or 10 years. And I was like, don't. And then like the next week I started oh, having shit. it again. And I don't know if it was like, you know, yeah, is it like you know, the power of suggestion? Yes. And, and then the bad thing about them too, is that then they interrupt your sleep because you wake up and you're soaked in sweat and then you're so hot and you throw off the covers. And then all of a sudden, then you're freezing because you're soaked. So you're putting, like, it's just, it's a constant struggle. 
Mm. <laughs> and then of course you're you're sleep deprived so then you're yeah. more tired and lethargic during the day which menopause right. makes you more tired and lethargic regardless and so it's right. like double the only thing i don't seem to have i i re you know because since i since i found out i was menopausal when there's and now that more you know even over the last two or three years uh there's definitely been i'm sure tomorrow my phone because i'm sitting here talking about menopause tomorrow my phone it's going to be like menopause this and menopause yes that. of course Every it will be it's always listening don't you worry yeah. <laughs> you could could listen to me and tell me how to cure my hot flashes yeah. but um come on yeah but so i i you know i really have tried to figure stuff out the only thing that i've been able to do really is to just be okay with the situation that I'm in because I don't I don't seem to be a I know there's there's a Facebook group menopausal women something or other and a lot of the people in that group tend to tend to um complain about achy joints and stuff like that and I don't have any of that like my joints you don't want that yeah yeah I you know but so I haven't and I still run. I mean, yeah, I don't run as fast. And and I know a, a lot of the people are like, oh, I'm so slow now and this and that. And I feel like now I just haven't, I've always been slow, but now I just feel, have an excuse like, oh yeah. <laughs> and I don't feel like running fast. Yeah, yeah. And you know what the racing you're doing doesn't like that's that pulling that. That yeah. doesn't I'm not, I'm not on a podium anywhere, people. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody cares. <laughs> and so you know how you were talking about that anxiety that you were getting? Yeah. Um, is that part of the hot flash or is it because you can feel it coming on? Is it is I it... think it well, I think it feeds, it's like I'll feel a hot flash coming, or if say I'm reading like detail things like if I'm getting ready for a race and I'm going through all the details and stuff and I start to get anxious about it or I'm packing stuff and I start to get anxious for some reason about something, I'll start feeling a, a hot flash coming on, right? And so it's kind of that anxiety. It feeds the hot flash and then the hot flash just kind of like shoom, comes through. And then, and then my brain just goes like, oh, like wow. just like, and like, and I just can't, like just sometimes just the thought of having to sit down and plan everything gives me a hot flash because it just makes wow. me like, you know, so it's, it, there's definitely been a heightened anxiety. And that was, that was my biggest, I think maybe perimenopausal thing was the, the heightened anxiety that I felt. Cause I, I didn't really feel like before I used to be anxious and now it was, uh, granted it was you know and then COVID came and you know that didn't help and no. all that stuff you know what I mean it was just that heightened but I do know that if I'm like listening to stuff to news or something like that that's you know exasperating or something um it it tends to I tend to get anxious and then I tend to hot flash yeah. you know what I mean no, I don't know if I'm necessarily, but I've read a lot of about that at that being a side effect of it and I guess that's pretty much the biggest side effect I have and just the fact that that's kind of exhausting in the sense especially because I like to be out in the winter and stuff and sweat is like the worst thing you can yes, do that's what I was thinking what do you do in those races because you've got all those 60 bajillion layers on yeah so it's just I have zippers on everything and I'm just like zip 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 unzip you know and I just constantly and I I have a lot of 
coats, I get them specifically with the zipper that opens from the bottom. Ah, good idea. So that then you have like, I can unzip from like, you know, and so I can be basically open. And then if I need to, I can zip it up again. And I, I wear, um, I don't wear anything that isn't a tech, like the technical type yeah, layer. Yeah, so yeah. if it does, if I do get soaked, then it dries. Yes. Okay. You know? yeah. They yeah, stink. Because if you, um, if you're, if you're in those freezing temperatures and you, you're wet like that, I mean, God, that could be really dangerous. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's awful. It's, you know, and I just, I have to be sort of hyper vigilant with, with trying not to sweat and trying, or as soon as I start feeling myself, like even here, like it, it can be the other day it was 10 below zero and I could feel my hands just sweat. So I just took my mitts off before yeah. they got wet, before they got sweaty so yeah. that then they, it just, all it takes is like 20 seconds and the, everything yeah. cool. The one good thing that I've been able to, well, it's been years now of, you know, at first I just used to sit there and, and it, the only way I can explain it, explain it, it's like a fire that starts inside of you and you feel it kind of building up and then just like comes out. Like, like you feel the heat starting, but it's wow. like, there's nothing you can do. You So, you know, I, sometimes uh, I'll, I always have little, little sodas, like yeah. the little cans in my fridge. I'll grab a soda as soon as one starts coming on, I'll grab and dr just dr like guzzle down a bunch mm -hmm. of like super cold drink. And then that kind of, um, well, if it's you know, like during the day that I'm, you know, but at night you, you know, you're kind of asleep. And so yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, you're just laying there soaking wet and you're like, fuck, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> and then awake, you know, then you're awake and then you got to go. And does it um, affect your husband? Like, does he feel that from you, the hate? Well, he feels the fact that, well, yes, <laughs> I do radiate heat, yeah, but, yeah. but the, but then I also have a fan and the window open and it's oh to blow outside. Oh <laughs> so he's, sleeping, he's like literally in flannel pajamas from here to here with a hoodie, with a thing <laughs> over his head. Oh under all God. The and I'm like, <laughs> oh my god how annoying you are <laughs> and yet and yet on top of all that my feet are still like two little cold stones oh, wow. <laughs> so then so i just put your feet up on you you must have the patience of a saint that one <laughs> wow everybody loves lee <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's funny, poor guy. <laughs> and um, so what are some of the other symptoms that you have had? Do you have you had the weight gain around the middle? Because whenever I've seen you, you look you yeah. know, slim and fine and everything. Yeah, no, not really. I mean, I no, I mean everything still fits and stuff. So yeah. I think that like, you know, your body, depending on the time of year, you always have like a little bit of gain oh, here or there, depending yeah. on how much you know, you're sweating and stuff, but I yeah. think because I still stay pretty active. Yeah. Um, because I'm able to, like, you know, I can afford to, you know, sleep in a little bit if I have to and go out a little bit later. Um, or just, you know, work do my workouts around feeling like crap. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just because my workouts mentally make me feel so much, even though physically maybe they're not the best workout 
mentally I'm just it makes me happy to know I did it yeah. and so that takes away the anxiety and so then that you know so I think the fact that I'm still working out and stuff and and I've never been like I eat you know healthy yeah yeah, I eat pretty healthy and, I mean, I like my chips. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, look, you know, I believe in the 80-20 rule, not only in training but in diet too, you know? Yeah. You've got to have some nice treaty foods. So Yeah, for what sure. About, you know, I hear a lot about fatigue from, you know, during menopause. Um, yeah. But like you said, you know, you've got the lack of sleep, but you also said you can sleep in if you want to. What are some yeah. other, have you, what other ways have you dealt with, like, the fatigue? Um. I really think that a lot of times I just push through it. Yeah. Like, you know, I know that there are days sometimes I go to the gym and, you know, I'm just like, I am literally just doing each exercise to get out of here. But I just, <laughs> but I get, like, you know what I mean? Yes. Like some days you just, where some days you go in and you're like, oh, I feel great. I really want to do this. I want to lift and I'm going to be really powerful. Some days you're just like, oh my gosh, one, two. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like my face is like, oh. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so I think it's just sort of, and again, I, I think a lot of people probably who felt the way I was feeling on that day would have skipped the gym. Yeah. But because I know mentally it will calm me. Yeah, because that's the way like that's what I've used running for my whole life. I mean, I know that I'm probably ADHD and I don't I know I'm compulsive. I you know, these are all yeah. things that nobody would be surprised to if a doctor told me. And so I have always used running not only because I like to run, but also because it was a way to kind of calm kind of yeah. calm me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And do uh, just had me even keel for the day. And yeah. so I think that by continuing to do that, some days are harder than others. So, and, and I, some days, some weeks, I'm just like, you know, I usually try to do like six days on one day off a week. Sometimes yeah. I'm just like three or four days on and I'm like, okay, I need a day off, you know? And, and, and then, and, you know, yeah. And I'm thinking that if, you know, if you didn't train every time you felt the fatigue from menopause, then honestly, you might not train much at all. Well, and I think that's where a lot of people, struggle with I yeah. think a lot of people end up that's right they just or they get so down on themselves about not being able to train at the level that they're used to yeah or that they used to train at yeah. or seeing the results that they used to see when they trained that they just don't do it at all whereas yeah. I feel like I'm definitely an active recovery type of person so even if I do something uh an event you know, I'll take like two days off and then I'm out walking. Yeah. I'm out doing like, I believe in active, what I call active recovery. And yeah. so maybe it's not, you know, at the level of actually working out, but it's still moving and still doing something. So, yeah. and, and I think I just try to be kind to myself and say, okay, well, that was a super slow, you know, that 10 K took you an hour and 20 minutes. That was super slow, but that's 10k in the bank yeah. you did it you yeah. know and you know nothing makes me sadder than like I was talking to a friend of mine one day and you know she told me that she had want she she wasn't going to run anymore she loved to run but she wasn't going to run anymore because she went to do a 10k she's going through menopause as well and she's yeah. been suffering with the same type of symptoms and she said you know I'm I had to, I was doing a 10k and I had to stop 
I had to take a break. I had to stop and, you know, drink water or something. If like, I can't even run 10 K without stopping, yeah. then I'm not going to run anymore. And oh, I'm like, really? and I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I stop all the time. I was like, I stopped to pee. I stopped to eat. I stopped to take <laughs> pictures. I stopped. That's like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not in menopause, people. but I stop all the time for those same reasons too. I know. I love to and take I, a photo. And I think you got to enjoy it too, not just. That's right. Yeah. And I was like, well, I was like, well, why don't you just go out and do a 5k then? Yeah. And like, nobody's making you run a 10k without stopping. Yeah. You know, I just, I just think it's so funny. Like people are like, well, I don't know if I can do this. You know, what if I have to stop? I'm like, well, you stop and then you keep going. (laughs) Yeah. It's not that hard. So I think, yeah, I think it's about uh, tabling, I think maybe expectations and, and, and that's a lot of the comments and stuff that I read, you know, these people are like, oh, like, you know, it's not worth doing if I can't do it the way I used to. And I'm like, well, I'm not the person I used to be though. So, you know, maybe I'm evolving. Even without menopause, if, if menopause didn't even happen, let's pretend there was this magical world, just aging slows you down. You yeah, know? that's right. So yeah. you're never going to be running at the basis that you were. You're never. That's gonna. right. And, and the thing is that there always are going to be those anomalies of the people who are older and yes. don't have any side effects, or you know, if you're using hormones, um, if you can, if you can use hormones, then from what I understand, that curbs the side effects quite a bit, and a lot of people feel great, and yeah. they they are still running the same. You know, I'm just not one of those people, and so I think. You know, you just have to be okay with the situation that you're in, that you find yourself in and where your body is today. Like, yes. be happy about getting out and being able to do something how you feel today because you don't know. It could be better tomorrow. It could be worse yes. tomorrow, you and know? I, yeah, and I mean, I had um chronic fatigue from the age of 16 to early 30s. And I can tell you, I couldn't walk two Ks without stopping for resting, even when I was 17, you know? So, I mean, there can be many things in life that can cause these kind of issues. And if we stop every time, you know, that would be, that's, that's sad. I I feel kind of sad for her that she feels like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's, she's gotten back, you know, once I said that to her, she told me that, oh, no, yeah. I've, you you know, I listened to you and and I've gotten back out there and, you know, you're right. Like it's, I just, you know, I, I think it was, you know, with the social media and everything out there, I think, you know, and the people compare, like you, yes. you have to just not compare yourself to other people. It's hard not to, obviously. Yeah. Um, and it's okay to learn, you know, and, and listen to what other people are doing and maybe try what other people are doing. But you, in the end, you have to kind of try to be okay with, trying to figure out what works for you yeah right and what works for me is just kind of being okay with just feeling crappy all the time you know well that's (laughs) (laughs) I mean it's you know and it's funny because you know you listen I listen to other people and you know young people you know and they're just like this and I just think "Mm, man just wait 30 years yeah I know I know it's and and don't you kind of feel like you just didn't appreciate it enough beforehand you know kind of thing (laughs) yeah well no because I I mean you know when I was young and I was and I was fast I was young and I was fast and it was my natural 
that was my natural, like I would go out and run six and a half to seven minute miles. And that was my training, my natural training speed. That was my normal speed, you know, now yeah. it's not. <laughs> and I just have to be okay with that. So and- how did you reconcile yourself with that? Like, how do you not compare it and go, I know this, this human body has done that speed before and is capable of that. But how, yeah. so how do you reconcile yourself to that? Well, first of all, when you're running like really fast for really long, well, for me, the longest I ran like really fast was probably like half marathon, um, which was enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was, it was really hard and it really hurt. Yes. And to be honest, at the end of that, you know, it was like my one, I think I, I ran like a 120 like 125 126 half marathon yeah. and it was awful like the entire time but I mean and I kept thinking to myself like this is terrible this really hurts but I couldn't slow down like that was just my speed and I think after to tell you the truth that was kind of like a click like I I, I never ran I mean I still trained because like five miles doing that pace was fine but um, but then I have to you know, admit, you have I was the same. I did a two fifty eight marathon, and that was so yeah. freaking painful. I didn't run another marathon for four years. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, that's right. And and there's I think some people feed off of that, and that's yes. great. And and there are people who are just gifted, and and yeah. they can run. I I mean I love. I love nothing more than to go out and see somebody who's really good at running or, you know, and to see like their and how effortless it is. Right. But there's no part of me that wants to do what I would have to do to achieve that. Oh my God. The training for it too. That was so I think that's, yeah, I think that's the, and then, you know, life gets in the way and work gets in the way and, and then you're just, you know, you all of a sudden, you're slower and and then my goals changed yes yes and you're never going to be fast when you're training for such long 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 races like it's it's you can't do both yeah that's right and I think you have to choose what you prefer like I have a friend who's 45 and she's still super super fast and she does 5ks yes you know and that's what she likes to do she likes to do them super fast she trains super fast she runs everything is super fast like everything but it's all 5k you know she's not gonna go do anything long so I think it's I enjoy the challenge of longer things and so I think possibly it was because they didn't hurt as much possibly it was because it was a little easier to train for them possibly it's because it was just easy like to me it was easier to go longer than it was to go shorter and faster so I kind of took the easier way out to be honest (laughs) look to be honest I I agree with you I think I'd rather do a hundred miler than do a really fast 10k or something you know for yeah no yeah yeah well, maybe not 100 miles, maybe 50 or 100K. <laughs> <You know? laughs> the only benefit of those short, fast races is if they're over so much quicker and you can still do yeah. something that day. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, but, um, but, yeah, other than that, oh, God, the pain, the pain. No, yeah. not, not, not a fan. Um, So anything else, you know, like about menopause, any tips you can give for women for coping and, and still racing? Because, like, you're prolific with your racing 
Um, yeah. And I know a lot of women feel like. Well, let's say I'm, I'm not really prolific with racing because I'm not racing any of these okay. events, right? Participating I'm, in races. Yeah, like I, I go and I, I do them. I, but I'm by no means racing them, right? I think that would be a very different situation. I think that would be, you know, you'd have to talk to somebody who was actually menopausal and racing them, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know, but, I'm just. But I mean, you're still doing races, right? Yes. Whereas yeah. a lot of women feel demotivated enough to not even, you know, participate. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think again, it's it's the choice that I've made to be okay with being slower and just like, I don't put pressure on myself to perform a certain, to a certain time. Like I never have, I've, you know, people are always like, well, what's your time goal? I'm like, oh, I just want to get to the end. Like I, you know, I don't have a time goal, you know, I want to so go. What is your goal time. going into those races? Is it just to finish or is it? Um, I think it's to finish and it's to be self-sufficient and it's to enjoy, like, it, it, you know, there's always parts of it you aren't going to enjoy, obviously, yes, but as much as possible, it's to enjoy the experience and to be proud of myself that I can still go out there and do yeah. them. I mean, maybe I'm not super fast and maybe it's not super pretty, and but I, I can still, and I, I think enjoy the fact that I, I want to. Yeah. Like I want to, and I can, you know, just because, you know, just because you're menopausal, I mean, that's not a handicap no. in any, no. like, no. it's just that it's, it, it's just a level of uncomfortableness that you have to sort of get used to and accept yeah. as part of your daily life, you know, yeah. and be okay with it. What I have to say though, is once you know you're either perimenopausal or menopausal, like knowing that that is what you're going through is a game changer. Because yeah. for those like, uh, I'd say months, maybe even a year or so that I didn't know what was really going on with me, that was the worst. Because you yeah. just literally think like you're going insane. Like yeah. I am like, I, you know, and I, and it it's, I kept it so close to myself. I didn't share it with my husband or with my kids or anybody because I really thought like, I was like, what is wrong with me? Like, I'm going crazy. Like, you know, because- you And just, so how did you know definitively? I know you said you saw some description written, but did you get your hormones yeah. tested or anything? Nope. I, uh, no, well, I read the article. Uh, it was an article that I read and it was literally everything exactly that was happening to me. And I was like- okay this is and well yes I mean well eventually my period stopped yeah and so um I'm I'm gonna be honest I'm really terrible I about I'm terrible about going to the doctor oh I'm yeah terrible. no 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 I, I just wasn't sure if you got it like and, and no, no. Final tests are, are oh anyway. yeah no I I mean I know I have I have gotten blood work done for other things and they've told me like definitively, oh yeah, you know, you're yeah, yeah, okay. You're menopausal and stuff, which I was like, uh, well, duh. I haven't had a period in like three yeah. years. No, well, you're supposed to, you know, come for a pap smear and the, you know, the the breast, uh, which, you know, I don't want to tell tell people don't do it. Please go do it. I'm terrible about I'm, I'm terrible. I I haven't had one in like over 10 years. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like the worst. And so yeah. um and and I I need to be better about that, but yeah. really I'm the type of person that doesn't go to the doctor unless I'm, yes. you know. Same. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I mean, so for me, 
and not that I was like self-diagnosing or anything like that. Cause I did go to talk about, I did go to see the, 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 the doctor talk about the hormones and stuff, yeah, yeah, but yeah. when they looked at my history, they, they were like, well, you're, you know, we would, we would prefer you didn't, you know, let's just see how you do, you know, as I'm sitting there like, like, like dripping in sweat in our office. I'm doing so I'm well. Like, well. I'm like, well, bring a mop in and you can just mop right after me. <laughs> so, How do you do, because you're, you know, obviously you live in Canada where it's nice and cold during winter. What do you, how do you cope during summer when like it's like 35 degrees and then you have a hot flash? Oh, yeah, no, that's awful. Like I, I'm terrible in the heat. I I try very hard not to do uh, a lot of um, summer, you know, hot think, summer things. Yeah, yeah. I'm better in the cool. Um, when I was at Bandera, just in the, in January, it, it was like one in the morning, finishing up the last five miles, and I was passing people like full jackets and toques and glo- and I was in a short sleeve shirt. I was like, yeah. <laughs> And I was still soaked in sweat. Oh, Jesus. I'm like, this is Texas. What are you people wearing puffy coats for? Yeah, well, because they, they don't understand cold weather. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Um, did you ever have any issues with your thyroid? Because that often goes along with menopause. Yeah, I, I have never had my thyroid um, tested. Yeah. I mean, I've had blood work done and they've never. But that's normally how it's tested with the blood work. And they oh, would have told you if there was an issue. So there obviously wasn't. Yeah, I don't know. You know, the whole Canadian medical system, I'm going to be pretty honest, not super impressed. Oh, really? Well, I mean, I just feel like you you have to, you definitely have to be your own advocate here. And like, if you want something done, you just have to be very, very persistent. Okay. Right. And yeah. so since I was kind of told I couldn't do hormones or anything like that, I just kind of felt like, okay, well, I just have to. They just left you to, yeah. Yeah, I just feel like I'm going to have to figure it out on my own. And, you know, I know you're not, you know, if you don't eat sugar, that's supposed to help. Not drinking wine is supposed to help. Not um, drinking caffeine. Do you have caffeine? I have coffee. Yeah. yeah. In the morning. I mean, as a, but it's not like I drink coffee all day long. You yeah. Know? yeah. But I mean, you know, also like, I don't know. I mean, like I said before, you, you so basically have- to survive menopause, you've got to give up everything that's good. Sugar, wine. <laughs> I do yeah. notice when I, if when I drink wine, especially red wine, especially yeah. I get flushed fast. I get really, you know, so, and, but I'm not a big drinker. So that wasn't a big one. The yeah. sugar for me is hard just because I like cereal and like, I don't eat, I don't like add sugar to things, yeah, but yeah. I eat what about, um, rice foods because a lot of them are really sugary. Yeah, but I think my body's just so used to like the same bars and waffles. And I have started trying to incorporate more salts yeah. in. And um, especially for these ones where you have to carry all your own because you just get tired. You know, after 100 miles, you're just tired of eating the same. Oh, yeah. You don't have much variety right? yeah. um so and, but i've never been one to like those people who eat the gels or yeah. the straight straight sugar like the oh. I, I don't really do that no. so you can't, you can't do that on those long runs that would just destroy no. i think the one thing that i've done which has helped me has been i i call it over proteinating so i have a lot of protein I you know well, that, I mean, I, I, that's important during menopause to have lots of protein yeah. 
Yeah, but I mean, I have a lot. To, like, I drink protein drinks. I eat eggs. I eat meat. I eat like I probably have. I probably eat enough protein during the day for like a weightlifter. I, I mean, like, <laughs> you know, I do a bodybuilder. I, I mean, I don't ever add it up, but I bet there are days that I have three hundred, four hundred because I drink it. Yeah, like, that's I awesome though, because, um, you know, what men, you, you, you lose muscle mass from the age of around 30 as it is. Yeah. And then when you go into menopause, you lose more. So, I mean, it's really important in menopause yeah. to have protein. So that's well, and I think lifting weights too, because I've always lifted oh, yes. weights. I think that, that makes protein for that. Yeah. I try to do, you know, I try to be a little bit more flexible with the way I lift, um, so I call it like little baby weights and, and then I do sort of mo mobility type, you know, things or rep like repetition, like more do like higher. Do you lift hmm? Oh yes. yes. I lift really heavy. Yeah. You Good. know, especially okay. with my legs. I've always, I've always lifted really, I used to power lift one. Ah, okay. So, you know, my leg. yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've lifted for years. Yeah. <laughs> And and that once again, that's really important to lift heavy. So yeah, yeah, yeah that's good. Yeah, yeah. And um, and, and yeah, I enjoy it. Yeah, I I like I enjoy it too. I, and a lot of runners don't like the strength work, but personally, I I really enjoy it. I don't like like the CrossFit type, like where they do everything like really fast. Yeah, no, I no. I I do it slower and more controlled, just because I, I think, think that's I've been for so long. Yeah. Um, it's more that kind of old school. Yes. Yeah. Right? Like the big, the big muscle groups and stuff. Yes. I, I, I do like to, and just to do something different, like to, to change it up and. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. Stairs. That's good. I like doing what's stairs. something else I was going to ask and now I've forgotten. That's why I should write notes. <laughs> Clearly I'm not a professional <laughs> podcast host. <laughs> I just rely on my prodigious memory. <laughs> So when you say you get, you know, the brain fog and that sort of thing, speaking of a prodigious memory, um, yeah. what what do you find happens? Like you said you, it goes bleh or whatever, but what do you find? Yeah. I just, I find it very, I find it details for things to be just overwhelming. Yeah. Like I just, I just can't deal with like a ton of information coming at me that is detail oriented about something that is very specific. Yeah. It, I don't know why, like, like, like making, setting flights or yeah. things that have to do with money or like renting, like things like that that are super specific. It just, I don't know. It drives me nuts. I can't. And then it just makes me anxious. And then I'm like, and, then I'm just... <laughs> and obviously I mean, before menopause, you never find that sort of stuff difficult. No, no. I was an architect by trade. So. Yeah. <laughs> no, I did a lot of very detail oriented yeah very detail oriented things. And um, yeah. And I just, I just can't be bothered. I think that's what it is. I feel like I just can't be bothered with details. Like it just, and I find like my, um, I've always had terrible uh, when you say um, like, you know, when you uh, not concentrating or something, but you know, when you, your attention span. Oh yeah. I've, yeah. 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 Like my attention span's never been great, but now it's, ridiculously like, like somebody's talking to me and i'm like mm, yeah whatever <laughs> i just like, <laughs> <laughs> like oh, no. you know? yeah. and i and you know and I, I don't 
Like if somebody will catch me on it, they're like, um, I'm in the middle of a sentence. <laughs> I'm like, oh, sorry. Oh, were you still talking? Yeah. Oh, you're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, I even find like I like I like podcasts and I like to listen to them. And I used to listen to them on my long runs. I can't do that anymore. Like I can't mm. listen to a podcast because I'll be running and then all of a sudden I'm like, wait what and I, I'll, then all of a sudden I'm like oh wait I was listening wait what did they say wait how long have I not been listening and it's like in my ears <laughs> it's terrible yeah. so I do I do listen to the to your podcast and to others but I you just, just can't remember them yeah <laughs> I, just, I can't remember them yeah. no and I I actually write things down a lot because I don't and that makes me anxious to think that, oh, I'm not going to remember it. So I immediately, like I have lists like all over the place on my phone, on pieces of paper, because that is like, if I'm falling asleep at night and I think of something, I immediately, I have a pad and I write it down because it'll just sit there and go round and round and round and round and round and round and round in my head. And I won't sleep for four hours just because yeah. I, I'm scared. I'm going to forget that for the morning. Whereas as soon as I write it down, yeah. it's like, I can let it go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a, a good strategy, just generally, anyway. I reckon. Yeah, the the lack of sleep too. That's that's been a you know, and it's not just because of the hot flashes. It's it's also because of my you know, I guess my brain just yeah. you know not being able to turn it off and stuff. Um, I used to. I mean, I've never been a great sleeper. Like like I had to be tired to go to sleep, but. Like my husband will lay down and is literally snoring within 30 seconds. Oh, I've got to hate that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. And I'm like three hours later, I'm like flop, 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 flop. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So. Oh, well. Yeah. So, all right. What sort of tips do you have for women who are going through this stage and they're getting really dying about it all I don't want to say depressed but you know getting dying about it and yeah. and a bit like your friend maybe oh I'm going to give up running what's the bloody point kind of thing what would be some tips that you could give them well first of all I'd say you know be kind to yourself right you know be like it's okay you know you're allowed to have a bad day or two or three whatever and I would say reach out to other women like talk to them you know I've Sadly, I, I've heard of a lot of people who are go through stuff like this. It can be very isolating. Um, yeah. It can be people, you know, their moods change, their personalities can change. People can become a bit abrasive and women tend to separate. Like they tend to just stop calling each other or just not get along anymore. And instead of talking it through, like, you know, saying, hey, look, I just, I, you know, I'm hot flashy. I'm not sleeping. I feel like crap. You know, let's go for a walk. Let's, you know, yeah. and just, you know, I have one or two, a couple of really good friends that, and we just talk about it. You know, yeah. we, you know, sometimes it's laughing about it. Sometimes it's being sensitive to each other and just listening, just listening to what they're going through or I'm going yeah. through or at the time and and it that makes a big difference to know that you're not going through it alone like one of the best things maybe it's because the phones are listening all the time is is that things like the facebook groups and stuff have popped up mm -hmm. and i'm able to see what other women 
are going through. So I mm-hmm. don't feel so alone in yes. it. You, yeah. you don't feel so, I, I think people, they can feel very isolated. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And they think, well, I'm going through this, but nobody is, nobody's going through this as bad as I am. Yeah. I think everybody's going through it and it's bad for everybody. And exactly what we need to do. And that's one of of the reasons I thought it was so important to talk about it is because Mm -hmm. I know I'm not the only one who feels this crappy. And, um, you know, if, if it helps somebody else to know that they're not alone in how they feel, then maybe they'll feel better about knowing that, you know, one day it's going to get a little bit better or just taking baby steps each day to make your days better. Yeah. You know, yeah. Whatever you can do to. Yeah. No, that's very good advice. So thank you, Lourdes. And yes, it's a difficult time of life, but I mean, you know, something all women will go through. So we should all be there to support each other. Well, yeah. I mean, the alternative is, it's, is you're not going through it because you're dead. So. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. And that's the thing. So and hey, it's no more periods, no more worrying about getting pregnant, no yeah. more whoopsie babies showing up. There's a lot of good things. Yeah, that's that's right, you know. But um, but yeah, it's just getting through this stage. And I obviously I know you've had the hot flashes and everything for a long time, but that will eventually stop and then things will sort of oh. even out a bit. Yeah, then I think I get to dry up like a prune. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Woo-hoo>, yay. <laughs> oh God, the joy. <laughs> So many. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me today and sharing your experience with perimenopause and menopause and, and still being so upbeat about it all. Well, I mean. <laughs> as upbeat as there you are can. That, there are days I get pretty pissy about it. I can imagine. I would too, to be honest. Let me know when the webinar is because that'd be yeah. interesting to yeah. we'll sit do. in on. Yeah, sounds good. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me. All right. Thanks.